country has ever prospered that failed to put its own interests first. We will no longer surrender this country or its people to the false song of globalism. New Right Network presents Right Now, the featured podcast of New Right Network. Mobilizing, countering the left, energizing the right. New Right Network, home of the New Right Movement. And welcome to Right Now, the official podcast of the New Right Network. With us today is a very special guest and also a topic very close to all of our hearts that we talk about constantly, it seems like, is the value of fathers. It's John Finch. He's the author of The Father Effect. Uh, Welcome today, John. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for having me, brother. Oh, it's, uh, it's our pleasure, actually. You know, this topic gets brought up over and over and over about absentee fathers, specifically, you know, um, in the younger generations and things, you know, and uh, single mothers. And it just seems to have such a detriment on society. Do you want to go ahead and tell us kind of like where you come from and what you you know, the father effect and basically what's your message? Sure. So, you know, my story just briefly is one where I grew up without a father. My dad died when I was 11. He committed suicide. So, uh, pretty crazy and tragic event and something that, that really altered, obviously, the rest of my life. And I remember as an 11-year-old, the day it happened, just thinking, you know, wow, my life's never going to be the same. And so for about 30 years, I just kind of wondered through life, trying to figure it out on my own because I didn't have a dad there, you know, walking alongside me and showing me and telling me um, what it looked like and what it meant to be a, a real man. and and a godly man and, and everything that that, you know, entails. And so I bought into everything that the world says you need to be as a man. It's all about success, money, power, all of those things. You know, you watch TV, you watch movies. That's what all that stuff tells you. So about uh, eight or nine years ago, I, I came to a real crossroads and God just really took me to a place of brokenness somewhere I had never gone before. And it was a place he had to take me because I was having too much fun running from him. And uh, and in that place, he uh, started me on a journey to find forgiveness for my dad. And that's what radically changed my life. There's there's so many men out there. And when I say millions, I'm not exaggerating. There's millions of men out there that just don't know how to be a father. They're absent fathers. Uh, you know, it's a generational thing that's been passed down from generation to generation. And and it just continues to impact so many young boys and young girls uh, when when dads don't know how to be a dad. So one of the things that we're doing is just trying to encourage them, trying to educate them, equip them, and give them everything they need to be a good father. Uh, I think most men want to be good dads. They just don't know how. I think you touched on something right there that I think doesn't get uh, addressed enough. And you mentioned, you know, um, also daughters, you know, it's important, you know, to have, you know, a father figure in the house, you know, it's always, you know, it seems to be with the son, but I think daughters too. And I think, you know, uh, basically, uh, I guess, what are your feelings and thoughts on that? You know, I have three daughters myself. So the father daughter relationship is very near to my heart. When we were making the movie, uh, we interviewed several women and it's it's really powerful to know the influence that you have as a dad over on your daughter and what that looks like. And, you know, one of the, the ladies we interviewed was a former exotic dancer, and she talked very openly about the fact that she didn't have a dad. Her mom and dad were divorced, and her dad lived in another state. And she talked about the sense that he was over there, so she just kind of took that reflection of what her earthly father was like 
and put it up on God. So she thought God was just kind of over there. She would go to him if she really needed him, but otherwise she just kind of left him alone. And, and when she didn't get that fatherly love, every young girl needs the positive father affection and they need to know they're cherished and valued and loved by a dad. If they don't, they're going to go find it somewhere. And most times that that somewhere else is from a bad boy or just a bad relationship. They're just dying for affection. So they'll, they'll, you know, search anywhere and everywhere they can just to find the first boy or man that pays attention to them. Yeah. That's a scene that's played out all too often. Unfortunately, you know, the father thing, you know, definitely seems to, you know, pervasive in all, uh, you know, socioeconomic spectrums of society, all, you know, race, genders and all that. But I think it's in the society right now, it seems to be very, very pronounced in the African-American community, um, unfortunately. Um, do you think that there's any reasoning for that? And do you think that, I mean, what can be done? Do you think, you know, after your research and the hands-on things that you've done, you know, in that, in this area, you know, of fatherhood uh, that can be maybe help to maybe solve that problem. Cause I think there's a lot of African-American males out there that desperately think, man, I would like to have a father figure. You know, I hear that echoed over and over and over. Yeah, I think, and the statistics will show you within the African-American community, it is, it is higher. Now it is a global epidemic. It really doesn't matter where you're from or, or what culture you're in. It is just something that, that is an issue uh, across the board. We interviewed several people for the uh, for the movie, John Eldridge and some other very well-known authors and, and speakers. And, you know, you travel the world and they'll tell you that they see this same issue across the board. Uh, one of the things I think within the African-American community is this idea, and it's such a distorted, really messed up idea of, you know, their thing is how many kids can I have by how many baby mamas, Right. And that's what makes me a man. And, and that in itself is so hard to, to really comprehend for many of us because it just, it's like, what? But within that community, that's, that's a big thing. It's, that's what proves to you that you're a man. You know, there was, there was an incident with me myself where before God got a hold of me and really grabbed me and, and got me focused on him and, and finding healing for this father wound that I had, you know, I remember I went to a gentleman's club and to, took a customer to a gentleman's club. And, and I remember I spent like $5,000 on this customer. And, and I walked out of that club that night and I had my chest was all higher. And I remember thinking, man, I made it. I am successful. I am a man. Just because I spent $5,000 of my company's money on a customer at a gentleman's club. That's how distorted my view was on what it meant to be a real man. Right. No, I think that a lot of guys um, have that. You know, I think that, you know, uh, I don't think necessarily fatherless men. I think a lot of men, you know, they have a lot of that, you know, maybe economic success or, you know, career success. And they're like, I've made it. But, you know, they really may be missing out on that key aspect of their that element, you know, in their being of a fatherhood. And I think that that's something that maybe society needs to echo. What, what advice do you think that you could give people out there that may be listening to this and think, I am in that position, you know, and, you know, where should I look? And, you know, what's the benefit really? There's really a lot of uh, places now versus, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you have podcasts, you have shows like this, you have books. I mean, there's so many great resources out there, but I encourage men to, to reach out to other men. 
you know, especially for me, even I love listening to the older men that I know and have relationships with just tell story after story. You know, they've paid that dumb tax already, right? (laughs) They've made all the mistakes. That is very, very true. (laughs) Yeah. And so being able to, you know, we're called to do life in community and that band of brothers, it's man, don't, don't be afraid to reach out to some of your guys and ask them for advice. When you're struggling at home with, as a husband or a father, whatever, man, you've got to have those core one or two guys in your life that you can reach out to and that knows all your stuff and knows all your junk. And don't be afraid to have those relationships and those bonds and, and be able to have those discussions with them about what you should do. And, and ultimately, you know, we all have this fear of act, of actually admitting that we're wounded or have a whatever issue. Well, you know, it's in our weakness. He is made strong. And so it's, it's the relationships that are built out of actual authenticity and transparency and just being real with one another. That's when, when God can start to do amazing work. And that's when we can really start to learn and become the, the men and fathers that he created us to be. What do you think about society as far as when you watch movies and, you know, hear uh, certain music and things and, you know, it's glorification of, you know, uh, I guess lifelong, you know, promiscuity, prom- pro- sorry, promiscuity and things like that over, you know, the value of, you know, being there, you know, for the, for your family unit, you know, being a father. I mean, what do you think about all that? And what do you think is the root cause of that issue? You know, the media has really done a heck of a job of jacking up a lot of, um, stories and issues and you know they put their own spin on things if you listen to the media just like i did you know you'd think as a young man it's all about success money sex whatever it's how many women can i conquer you know that's what makes me a man and they're putting out their own spin on anything and everything and so it's so important for us as dads to be engaged with our sons and daughters to to show them the truth to show them what's really important because the world will bombard them with issues and messages about what they think is important. Well, most of the time, you know, that's, that's those things are totally wrong. But the media just is, has so much mind control, I tell you, over this younger generation. It's, it scares me that everything that they say, a lot of the younger generation just take as truth and fact instead of really doing some of their own research and, and things that they need to do. But you know, we've got to, as a, as a group of uh, people, as fathers, really uh, put the positive message out there about what's important. And we need people to step up and not be afraid to speak the truth. Uh, you know, it seems so much anymore that you have this uh, media that's so much, it, it's emotionally based, and, but it's not factual. It's not based on truth and facts of what what really is going on. And so this emotional piece is what really, I think, messes a lot of people up. And, and you know, people just want a purpose. They want to they have something to live for. And I think so many people, they find this one little thing, however distorted or messed up it is, and they jump on it. And that's what they're all about. I think that you're definitely hitting the nail on the head there. You know, we see the youth that's so immersed, you know, in uh, social media and things like that. And, you know, it's all anchored in a very secular society that certainly is searching for something to fill that God hole they have within them. Um, So as far as 
being a father, I mean, we see a lot of problems, you know, with the, specifically right now, millennials and uh, Gen Z that uh, unprecedented levels of suicide, opioid addiction, uh, you know, this, the gender confusion. I mean, if you want to get right down to it, there's a lot of things. Uh, what do you think that if you're talking to dads out there that may be kind of battling that, battling some of those issues at home, uh, what advice would you give them? You know, I think a lot of that goes back to, to reaching out to other guys and really trying to dial in to keep a pulse on your kids and have an honest conversation with your kids. You know, one of the biggest things I've learned in this journey is I'm very open and honest with my girls and I talk to them about my own struggles, my own issues. Man, I've got a 17 and a 19 year old and they know my story. You know, they know the story of my dad committing suicide and my own struggles with depression and alcoholism and all of those things. And so I think when they see us as real and just human, you know, we don't need to pretend to be perfect because they're going to find out we're not. Right. So it's it's having those honest conversations with our kids about what's going on in this world. And, and what that does is it helps them see that you're not perfect. You're doing the very best you can, but they don't have to be perfect either. They're going to mess up. They're going to make mistakes. When I mess up and make a mistake, I go to my girls and I ask them for forgiveness. And, and again, what that shows them is, you know what, when they screw up and mess up, they can come to me and mom and, and ask for forgiveness. So it just creates this intimacy that being real is, is paramount and not trying to pretend to be somebody you're not. And so that's really helped me in my relationship as fathering with my girls. Well, let me get to this. Another hot button issue right now that I think that is on the mind, a lot of people's minds, that's going to be very on the mind coming the 2020 election is, you know, the issue of abortion. Uh, you know, how many of those abortions, you know, were, you know, had because, you know, the woman was left faced with an issue of, well, the father's not going to be there. And, you know, so, I mean, what, what's your comments on that situation and, you know, where we're going with it? You know, I think so many people look at the abortion issue as a woman's issue. And I think the, the bottom line is it's a man issue. Uh, men are involved, too. And it was a man's choice to have sex with that young lady, unprotected, whatever it may be. And if it wasn't for the man having this whatever messed up his own issues and struggles that he has to think and feel that he's got to go have sex with a young lady and really, I mean, damage her uh, both emotionally, physically, you know, all the way around. That's, that's messed up to begin with. If we can get men, young men healthy and help them understand and know that the, the importance of valuing and cherishing young ladies or respecting those young ladies, you're not going to have that issue. Because they're, they're going to know, you know what, it's not about that. It's about saving ourselves to offer marriage and, and letting God create that bond and unity in a way that's not there if, for, you know, they have decided to have sex before marriage. So it's, it's a man issue. If you, you take the man out of the equation, it's a non-issue, right? Because then men aren't having sex with young ladies, no need for abortion. So let me ask you this. So you talk to probably hundreds if not thousands or tens of thousands, I don't know how many of, uh, you know, men that have, you know, have been absentee, you know, at least for a while, you know, and someone probably tried to get back in it. I don't know. You probably talked the whole spectrum. What do you think that the number one or two uh, issues that you hear just over and over that that's the reason that they weren't there? I mean, what is really causing it? You know, I think a couple of things, I think it's just fear of not being good enough, um, not being worthy enough, making the mistakes, you know, the regret, all of that stuff. 
And, you know, the reality of it is we all mess up. Man, I, I've, I don't have this father thing figured out. I'm still learning, you know. So for men to understand and know they're not alone. And you're not the only one out there that's, that's you know, struggling with pornography or alcoholism or drugs or whatever your junk is. You're not the only one out there doing it. Uh, and the second thing is it's that generational. It comes back to the generational situation where, you know, I talked to many men where one guy, he's struggling with alcohol. And we start to talk and, and I eventually say, well, you know, what was your dad like? You know, did he drink? With, you know what? I, actually, yeah, he drank and he struggled with alcohol too. What was your grandfather like? You know what? Now that I think about it, my granddad. And so they don't even get it. And all of a sudden you help them connect the dots and they see that it's it's not just all their fault, right? Some of it, it was passed down from generation to generation. So they've got to be willing to be that guy that steps up and says, okay, you know what? I'm going to break the cycle. That junk isn't going to move forward from here on out. No, specifically alcoholism, there's a massive, you know, genetic component that goes into that. And so, I mean, I think that definitely, you know, you got to be aware and, you know, face that issue. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you also host uh, your own show and it's, I, I'm going to make sure I say this right. It's the, it's the Yana show, right? Yanashow.com? Yes. Yes. And we're actually uh, re-releasing it uh, before long as part of the father effect. We, uh, we, I admit we kind of messed up there. The, the biggest message we wanted was you are not alone. It comes down to that because that's the thing I see over and over and over again with both men and women. It's just being able to speak life and encouragement into them and make sure they understand and know they're not alone because most people it's that isolation thing, right? And watching Facebook and Twitter and everybody's highlight reel. And then they start to get depressed and, and they start to think they're all alone. And, and you know what? Satan got me to that place. When I was struggling with all my stuff, I thought I was the only one struggling with it. And then I was all alone. And so we started out trying doing that. But, but you know, it, it, the father effect and everything that we've done to kind of build that uh, brand, we're bringing everything back around to it. So um, the father effect will be the new podcast and video show. Well, I think it's going to be tremendous because again, I mean, it's just a, a huge need for, you know, that message. And, you know, I just don't think it's being addressed enough, at least not in a positive way. I see a lot, you know, in secular media that I think tries to address it, but they try to fill it with other things. And I think would be, uh, to say the least would be Christ centered. Uh, so, I mean, if somebody's struggling right now, they're listening to you, they're looking at you and they're like, okay, you know, John's been there, you know, and I'm going through it. And, you know, you say, well, I want to talk to one or two guys, but they're like, I need to talk to somebody now. Where can they reach out to? You know, they can reach out to me through The Father Effect. I'm on Twitter, The Father Effect. We've got a website, thefathereffect.com. And, and I will tell you too, Ryan, I'm a huge advocate of Christian counselors. Uh, if it wasn't for my counselor, Dr. Tom, I don't know that I'd be where I'm at today. You know, he kind of called me out on my junk and when I was bluffing and, and yet he loved me and encouraged me and and he really helped me through the journey. And, and it's a journey I couldn't have gone through on my own. And so I tell men and women both, man, don't be afraid to reach out to a Christian counselor and let them help guide you through the journey. Because I think, you know, like Dr. Tom was my errand to Moses. I needed that guy there encouraging me and really helping me walk through those doors that I did not want to walk through. Um, and he was there beside me the whole time. And so uh, it, it's it's really, really important that they get professional help and understand and know they can't do this on their own and they can't try to figure it out on their own. 
Well, I think that's an encouraging message because I think a lot of times people have the feeling, and I know I have, I have had my own life. You know, you think if I can't figure it out, well, it just can't be figured out. And I think that, you know, that's, I think the first step is to realize, well, maybe I can't overcome everything on my own, but maybe together we can. Would you agree that's pretty accurate? Yeah, absolutely. It's that pride, pride problem, right? We, we, as men, we think that we can take care of things. I mean, there was a time where when I first got, you know, approached with this idea of a father wound, I remember thinking, wow, you know what? I got that. That makes sense. And I remember this burden was kind of lifted off my shoulders because I felt like I'd been walking around for years. I had, it was just this jacked up dude who was abnormal and weird and was struggling with this thing nobody else was struggling with. So there was a name for it, right? So then it helped me start to kind of walk through that journey, even though for that next two year period, I denied it that I had it because, you know, I, I thought, well, I, maybe I don't have it. Or if I have it, I can suck it up, man up, figure it out on my own. <laughs> so, right, right. The whole stoic John Wayne kind of thing, right? It is. Yeah. We all, it's this John Wayne mentality, right? We can figure these things out on our own. And, and, you know, that's the first big mistake. Uh, you can't, you cannot figure the thing out on your own. It's a deep emotional process. I mean, it took me three, four months to walk through this crazy time period, the most difficult time period of my life where God was just kind of purifying me through the process. But I had to go through it to, to get to the backside of it, to then see all that he had waiting for me. You know, there's, there's healing in that heartache, right? And if we're not willing to go through it, which most aren't, then you're not going to get to that place ultimately that God wants you to be, that, that place of healing and hope and forgiveness. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. You know, I think that uh, the father effect, I, I hope that everybody does go out there and read that. As a matter of fact, I haven't had the opportunity yet, but I'm going to make a point to do that because um, I think that it'd be very, uh, very, you know, good for every guy. Because um, again, I see this, I know personally, I'm in my thirties now. I mean, you know, I'm getting up there a little bit and I started to look around me and there's a lot of, I guess, repeating the process, you know, uh, repeating the cycle that's happening. Uh, but would you say that this is a problem that's growing because, I mean, because we talked about so much, you know, being, you know, generational, you know, other parents did, their fathers did, their grandfathers did it, but it seems to be spiraling out of control. And you even mentioned globally. So what do you think, again, is the root cause of that? You know, I just think that it's, I think guys have this idea of what they think they should be like as a father or husband. And it's very easy when they fail and they see they're not living up to the idea, they just bail. They just stop. I give up. I'm done. You, you look at marriages, the commitment, right? It's, it's society is teaching us, you don't really have to be committed anymore. You know, it's just a piece of paper. That's what most people think. So it's so easy to get a divorce. It's so easy to just to, to bail on your kids, on your wife, on whatever. And, you know, marriage isn't, isn't easy. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy difficult and hard and it's a struggle at times, but you know, it's a struggle. It's a battle worth fighting for because the divorce rates and what divorce does to kids is, is a lifelong issue, you know, and, and that's why a lot of times you have counseling and therapists because they're feeding that industry because of what parents have done to kids in a lot of cases. And, and so, you know, to understand and know, man, you've got to fight to the end to save your marriage, to save your family, because it's worth fighting for. And, and, 
and to know you're not alone and, and, and reaching out to guys and really coming together and just trying to, trying to do this band of brothers thing and, and know that, you know, God blesses marriages. I mean, that's God's in that business of helping marriages work and helping marriages move forward and progress. And, and is it easy? Absolutely not. But it's, it's that giving up factor. I think to your question, it's so easy to give up. It's so easy to bail and just say, I'm done when most guys aren't willing to really stand and fight for their families and for their marriage. And, and that's what we've got to get back to. I love your message of mentorship. I think that that's uh, something that I don't think echo, gets echoed enough, you know, really lock arms, you know, stand up for the family and stand up for, as you mentioned, the brotherhood and make it happen. But something I think that needs to be addressed here is I think then I'd love to hear what you have to say about it is, you know, the divorce epidemic, you know, the children suffer the most, but you know, at the end of the day, both everybody actually suffers. And I think a lot of guys after, you know, you hear court case after court case, you know, the guys, you know, may not get what they feel they need or get, you know, whatever. And they feel very alienated from their families. And I think that probably has to add to this, doesn't it? It does. I have so many guys that reach out to me and, and they're just ticked, man. They're angry. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll release a quote on Twitter that just says something random, like every day is a new opportunity to be a great dad. And you, guys, it just sets them off. And I get it. You know, they're ticked off. They've been screwed by the justice system. They're not getting to see their kids as much as they should be. You know, it's just one thing after another. The deck's been, uh, the deck's been stacked against them. And I get it. Uh, so there's a lot of angry guys out there trying to figure it out, trying to, to make their way, you know, through this process. And, and unfortunately, uh, you know, so many times it, it, it comes to really, it goes against them. And, and, you know, it, it's all for the mom and she's got so much in her corner when it comes to the justice system that, that most of the times the dad get, dads kind of get left out. And, and, and it's sad. It really is that they get the number of guys. I, think they de I definitely think that's true. They probably fall victim to some kind of like, you know, disposable male kind of mentality kind of thing, you know? Well, and and, and, yeah. And you look at society, they're telling us they don't need that. You look at some of these Hollywood people. You know, they're like, well, I don't need a father to have a baby or I don't need a man to have a baby. I'm like, are you kidding me? Do you understand the impact that a father has on a kid? And, and for them to tout that message uh, beyond all the transgender thing, I mean, all the just jacked up ways that Hollywood is trying to influence our kids, the messages they're, they're putting out there. Uh, you know, I get so frustrated. I'm like, man, I really don't care what you think. <laughs> just because you're an actor, I don't care what you believe politically or whatever else. Just go back to acting, right? Go do your thing. But but the reality is they have a huge influence on our kids and and it's you know, it's unfortunate. That's why us as dads, we've got to be engaged in having those honest conversations to help our daughters and sons see. Look, just because that person is saying it doesn't mean it's true. And just because that's what they believe, that doesn't mean it's what we should believe. Yeah, I love that answer too. Um, I'll, I'll give you a quote by a guy that may not may not seem like he's the greatest person to quote here, but it's really pretty good. Uh, Gene Simmons, the lead singer of Kiss, actually said, "You know what mo most uh, celebrities should do is go back to how do you say it? Juggling balls, singing songs, and dancing, and shut up about politics." Yeah, I actually, I actually thought, "Hey, that's actually a really good quote." Um, well, I'll tell you what. I um, again, I just want to kind of uh, wrap this up a little bit today, and I just want to uh, thank you and. If people are trying to find you, again, on social media, out there, on the interwebs, where do they look, John? 
So thefathereffect.com, and that's effect, so E-F-F-E-C-T, thefathereffect.com. Uh, Twitter is also at the Father Effect. Uh, Facebook, we've got the Father Effect uh, page. And, uh, you know, you can get the movie and the book off of our website. Well, you've been listening to New Right Network, mobilizing, countering, energizing, online at newrightnetwork.com. <laughs>